committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WSBB. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome to the start of a brand new week. Amy Ryan taking things over in Studio 1A because it's time that we turn our attention and focus on all things elder law. This is something we do each and every Monday at this time with Ms. Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in Deland. Good morning, Sherry. Good to have you here in the studio today. Thank you, Amy. It's good to be here. So I, I'm really interested in today's topic because uh, just before we signed on the air, I said, what, you know, what are, what are we really going to concentrate on today? And uh, you mentioned probate. And for a lot of people, they hear that word and, and instantly freeze up and it, it's become kind of a, a bad word, a negative thing. But there are actually some benefits to probate. Yes, you know, Amy, I try to, you know, when I think about the, the topic of the show each week, usually it kind of comes from what has been the big issue or the million dollar question for the preceding week at my office. And the, this past week, we have seen a number of cases where somebody passed away a really long time ago, you know, three, five, 10 years, and nobody did anything with the assets, particularly the real estate assets. And now um, they need to put a new roof on it, or they need to insure it, or they need to do something with it, but that they can't do because they're not the, the title owner. Of course, they are the owner, they say, uh, because grandma said they could have the house or that was the agreement of the family or, you know, da 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 And so, but now, but they never did anything to, um, to actually make sure that they are, in fact, the owner of the property. And now, um, you know, they say five, seven years later when some, you know, one person has borne the burden of paying the real estate taxes and paying the insurance in grandma's name or whatever and doing whatever is necessary to maintain this property, maybe even living there. Um, and now they, they want to you know, say, well, this is my house now. And, um, but, it, but it's really not. And so now we've got the complications of the passage of time and who, who are the people that are involved dealing with this. And what we understand is that when people pass away, um, it's very difficult to, you know, move to the business side of things. And, and in most cases, um, you don't need to run right to find the probate lawyer or right to the probate court, you know, the day or the day after, or even the week after somebody passes away. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm talking about situations where people just decide that, Again, like you said, probate is bad. We don't need to do this. We think we've got this handled on our own. But no one's bothered to invest uh, a couple of dollars with, you know, a lawyer that actually knows what it is they're talking about to help explain or to make sure. I mean, sometimes the situations are property is owned jointly or, you know, under a ladybird deed or something like that, where it is, in fact, that's what's going to happen and you don't need to go to the probate court. But that's not always the case. Now, with a ladybird deed, what if the, there's still a mortgage on the house? Does that just automatically pass down? No, yes, yes, it does. I mean, that's the one thing people don't understand is when you inherit real real property, whether under a will, uh, you're a joint owner, or a, under a ladybird deed, which is a life estate deed that eventually terminates when the, the initial owner uh, passes away, 
um, that mortgage is still very much there and it needs to be taken care of. And in the vast majority of the cases, um, that mortgage is going to need to be um, refinanced in your name. Uh, there are very few mortgages out there these days that are actually assignable. Sometimes a lender will let you keep on making payments, but say you've got a question about a payment that you made. And so, you know, you, you are Amy, Amy Jones and the mortgage is in the name of Mark Jones. And so Amy Jones continues to pay her father's mortgage payments on and on and on and on, on. but she's got a question about how one payment has, has been applied. So she calls the mortgage company and says, hey, I made this payment and I don't think it's applied correctly. Well, they're not going to talk to her because mm-hmm. she is not Mark right. Jones, right? And so you run into those kind of complications. You run into banks that uh, actually do want a, a living, breathing borrower, which they're entitled to have. And if you look at you know any standard mortgage, the death of the borrower is, in fact, an event of default, even though you know, you've been making all the payments. So a lender is not required to continue to accept payments under the existing mortgage. And sometimes that's a problem because maybe the mortgage is in one person's name because the others couldn't qualify or didn't have the income or what have you. But um, but it, it's something that has to be dealt with. And, and part of the estate plan, when we're talking with folks and we, we ask about mortgages and say, you know, what happens to this property if you pass away? And a lot of times it's, well, we're just going to sell the house, pay off the mortgage and divvy up what's left. Sometimes there is an interest in the individual maintaining a residence in the property. And so then we have to really look at, well, how are we going to pay that mortgage off? Or this, mm-hmm. Is this person going to be able to refinance the balance? Do we have life insurance that we can use to apply to it? Can't, should we make a, preve- a specific provision in your will to deal with it? So I was really surprised to hear you mention how long some folks wait to address these issues. So when we come back, let's talk about maybe time limits and and when things need to be done and when is it maybe too late. We are focusing this Monday morning on Elder Law, talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. We will be back with more. You're listening to the great voice of Volusia County on the stations of WSBB Radio. Live and local. It's a community station. The great voice of Volusia County. WSBB. WSBB. From your WSBB 2020 Volusia County Newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. Florida has now set two new pandemic records. On Saturday, the state reported more than 21,600 new cases, 12% over the previous high in January. And just yesterday, the Sunshine State had 10,207 people hospitalized with confirmed COVID-19 cases, breaking the previous record set more than a year ago. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed is once again calling on the Florida Department of Health to resume daily reporting of COVID-19. Numbers. Providing the public with a close to real time updates as possible to the, so that local governments, businesses, and individuals are armed with that information needed to take appropriate actions to protect their communities. And Freed is urging Floridians who haven't already been vaccinated to do so. Listen to the scientists and the medical communities. Get the shot. Mask up. Be smart, Florida. And from your WSBB 2020 Volusia County newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. 
This 2020 Volusia County News Update is brought to you in part by Prime IV Hydration and Wellness, offering customized treatments to help you feel better, look better, and perform better. Hi, I'm Stacia with Prime IV Hydration and Wellness. Whether you're looking to boost your immunity, aid with weight loss goals, from allergies, fatigue, athletic performance, even anti-aging, Find out more about all of our treatments available by visiting us on Canal Street in downtown New Smyrna Beach or online at primeivhydration.com. Discover the endless benefits available to you now with Prime IV Hydration and Wellness. Looking for unique boutiques, fine local dining, arts, parks, and local history? Visit downtown Ormond Beach, where you'll find more than 60 retailers, 25 restaurants, two museums, and more. Our downtown begins at the Atlantic Ocean and runs two miles west along beautiful Granada Boulevard. Plan to visit one of our many weekend festivals in Rockefeller Gardens or our Thursday morning farmer's market. Discover downtown Ormond Beach at ormondbeachmainstreet.com. Think back to the last time you had your tile, carpet, or even upholstery professionally cleaned. Did the stains return? Pet smells never fully vanish? How about the grout in your tiled floors? Did it get restored to its original color? Zero Res can have them all looking great again. And do it without the use of harsh chemicals. Their proprietary cleaning system fueled by an empowered water and multi-step process means no stain-causing residue left behind. And it's safe for all family members, two- or (laughs) four-legged. Hi, I'm Joe Huntley with Zero Res, and I believe in our process so much, I want you to experience the difference for yourself. That's why we're offering an exclusive discount for WSBB listeners. Simply mention the radio station call letters WSBB when you call in to book or enter the promotion code WSBB when booking online and you can enjoy 20% off all of our services. Tile and grout, carpet and upholstery. Call Zero Res and book your discounted cleaning today. 386-222-0260 or online at zeroresvolution.com. Here's another hurricane readiness reminder brought to you by your local utility, UCNSB. Capture water in your water heater by turning off power to the unit and closing the water valves. If you lose water pressure, you'll have about 40 gallons of fresh water stored in the tank. Store additional water in your bathtub and fill the washing machine with water. This water supply can be used for cleaning or to operate your toilets. UCNSB, powered by you. And we are back, continuing our focus this Monday morning on elder law. We have been talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in DeLand. Ms. Sherry, for folks that want to reach out and get in touch with you, what is a good way for them to go about doing that? Well, they can give me a call over in DeLand at 386-738-5599, or they can email me at radio at Aiken, and that's A-K-I-N dash law, L-A-W dot com. We've been talking this morning about probate and that process. And before the break, you had mentioned something that that you encounter. And it's natural. People are caught up in the throes of grief when they lose a loved one and maybe transitioning, as, as you mentioned, to the business side of things. It falls through the cracks in certain areas. But when you mentioned sometimes the length of time that people wait to contend with these matters three, five, ten years later down the road. Is there a time limit 
And if so, does it change based on what it is that, that you're dealing with? Well, there's, I guess, a couple different scenarios. One is if um, you've just got property that needs to be administered and, um, and there are just people involved. Um, there really isn't a time frame for that, per se, other than the longer you wait, the more complicated it's going to be because who we're dealing with is the people, you know, especially will are the people who survived the decedent. So if we um, survived um, a decedent, I'm going to use my own unhappy situation. My, my brother did pass away last, um, last Monday. He survived my, bro- my, my father. Uh, so without a will, we would be dealing with him and his, now his estate because he survived. We're not dealing with his children um, who are his survivors, but, um, but, but he survived. And then, so if you've got, a, say, a piece of real estate and you waited, you know, five, seven years and maybe some people, other people in the middle have passed away, well, now you're dealing with the people who inherited from the person who passed away who may or may not agree with whatever deal the person who passed away you know, mm-hmm. ostensibly cut with you, uh, who may have other interests, um, and and so forth, and and then of course this is the complicating factor that instead of having one person to deal with, now you might have two, you might have four, depending on you know how many people have passed away in that interim period of time, um, you might have uh, you know a lot more than that. I've got an estate right now where the person died uh, sixteen years ago. Wow. Yeah, and so uh, it's very complicated. Now we got to find people, and all of that. The other, the other situation is, say you've got a will of a deceased person or uh, maybe a codicil or something like that, and you know there's something going on there, but you don't want to get involved or what have you, and maybe even this document, say, benefits you. Um, you know, there is a time frame, frame for that. If a probate estate has been opened and you've got a document that you know um, affects what's going on, whether it's a subsequent will or a codicil um, to the will, you need to get that filed within, you know, at least at a, at a minimum before that case is closed because you can't show up after the fact and say, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. here, I've got this will and I'm the sole beneficiary of the will or I, I get this property under the will. And so now we need to reopen things and undo what you did and redo the The statute is very clear about uh, about that, the statute says that you can offer an after-discovered will, and an after-discovered will or an after-discovered document is really just another document that comes up after the proceeding has started, uh, whenever you know, whenever it actually gets presented to the court. But yeah, you, but your deadline for that is when that case is closed and the personal representative is discharged. Um, there may be some questions here about you know if you've gotten notice and stuff like that. If you're a creditor, for example. Um, there is a two-year period of time. So if you've got a creditor claim against the estate, and uh, sometimes you have a creditor claim as a maybe a former spouse under divorce decree, um, maybe, and then that's typically where I see this. Uh, you're a creditor of that estate. If that an individual did not do, the decedent did not do what they were supposed to do under that order, you can't wait until it's all done and then say, okay, now I'm going to go after the the children or the what I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. go after the assets myself. You can't do that. You have to file that claim with the court and you've got to file that either within two years from the date of the individual's death or three months after the first date of publication of a notice in the newspaper. 
So you really need to be sensitive to what those time frames are because they may be different for you. But what you cannot do is wait until it's all over and then come out of the woodwork and say, well, you know, I was waiting to see if you guys were going to do the right thing, but you didn't. So now I'm going to have to do these things. I've, I've heard people say that, you know, they didn't push for an inheritance under a codicil or whatever because they were thinking that things were going to work out just the same way, that everyone's going to again, do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then it didn't happen. Well, you know, if you've got right, those kind of rights, those kind of rights you have to, especially if you know that there is a probate case uh, ongoing or that's been commenced, you need to get in there and protect your rights. That's definitely a ticking clock for sure. It really is. Yeah. It really is. It gets complicated. We are talking elder law this morning with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in Deland. We'll be back with more. You're listening to the great voice of Volusia County on the stations of WSBB Radio. We couldn't do what we do without you. My radio station. Thanks for listening. The stations of WSBB. WSBB. 2020 showed us just how uncertain life can be. And the year brought some major changes for so many. Do your will, estate plan, and last wishes still meet your needs? Aiken Law can help answer your questions and make any updates that may be necessary. Take charge in 2021 and get an estate plan review. If you don't already have an estate plan, now is the time to get all those documents in order. Sherry Aiken can help you take care of your affairs by advising you on the necessary steps to carry out your final wishes, help you put those plans in place, and ensure you have all the necessary documents in order and up to date phone and video appointments are available call Aiken Law at 386-738-5599 or visit them online at Aiken-Law.com that's A-K-I-N-L-A-W.com advanced eye care and local convenience the mission of Volusia Eye Associates is to provide excellent medical and surgical eye care to the residents of Southeast Volusia using the latest diagnostic and treatment techniques combined with small-town, personalized service. Whether you're in need of an eye exam, contact lenses, or more specialized surgical or medical care, Volusia Eye can have you in the office within hours. And if any surgery is necessary, you can be seen by the surgeon in a matter of days all with the personalized small-town service and attention that the community can count on. Complete optical, medical, and surgical care is all here in your hometown at Volusia Eye Associates. Advanced care with local convenience. Offered at Volusia Eye's two locations, 415 North Causeway in New Smyrna Beach and 602 West Indian River Boulevard, Suite 1 in Edgewater. Online at VolusiaEye.com. And we are back, continuing our focus this Monday morning on Elder Law, and we have been talking with Sherry Aiken of the Aiken Law Firm in Deland. Ms. Sherry, again, one more time for folks that maybe want to reach out, get in touch with you, utilize their services, your services, what is a good way that they can reach you? Oh, yeah, again, they can give me a call over in Deland at 386-738-5599. Email me at radio at aiken-law.com or stop by to see us. We're located just west of downtown Deland at 600 West New York Avenue. 
We've been talking this morning about probate and that process and actually some of the benefits to it, um, timelines when people are in the throes of grief. Sometimes uh, there are certain things that fall through the cracks. They don't get addressed, but then down the road, that can present a whole layer of brand new issues. So you gave the example of, you know, maybe uh, dad passes away and the daughter is moved into the house and the dad always said, well, you know, when I pass, this house is yours. There was still a mortgage on it. Maybe it's small. And she just continue to make those payments, not address, you know, changing it mm-hmm. over. So what happens if, as as you mentioned, maybe then down the road, she's got a question about mm-hmm. how a certain payment was applied. Now folks are aware, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not who's on the mortgage, but she might need to refinance that. Well, she needs to refinance it. And then the real question is, so so again, she thinks she gets, she thinks she gets the house. But perhaps there is a, a probate process of some kind that's required to get it into her name. Well, she can't refinance the house, and technically, it's not even it's not a refinance because it's really not your mortgage in the first place. But you got to be a title owner to refinance, you know, to to get any kind of financing on the home. And so um, they're going to require some kind of a probate process to get the house from dad's name into your friend's name in the first place. But the other issue here is, okay, she's, she's, paid, she's paid off the mortgage. Again, paid off the mortgage, continued to pay the taxes and right. and all that kind of stuff gets to the end and says, okay, now the house is paid off. Now I want to put the house in my name and everything like that. And the sibling's like, oh, wait a minute. What do you think you're doing? Okay. You see? Yep. And they, so if you, know, if you don't have a will, then again, if, if you've got three children and no will, there you, you do not have one beneficiary. You've got three beneficiaries. And as we have seen, when you're in the middle of the loss of a loved one, you might think your family gets along fine, but boy, things really change. And or over the course of the three or five or seven or whatever years in that interim period of time, um, uh, the relationships change, things change. I mean, lots of stuff has happened over the last year. People have, you know, lost people and financially, you know, folks' lives have been turned upside down. So lots of stuff happens over that time. And like I said... So when dad dies, you know, maybe the three children stand around and say, yes, Aunt Martha gets to get the house because um, she helped dad and she loaned dad money and she did all these things. And she's really the only one of us who can afford to pay the mortgages and the taxes and all that stuff anyway. So it's okay for Aunt Martha. You know, we're going to let our or our sister Martha to get this house. Um, but then in the entering however many period of years of time, um, one of the kids die. And now we don't have... The kid, maybe we've got the the kid's children, right? Maybe um, influenced by their parent, who maybe or maybe not, you know, maybe probably didn't like Aunt Martha, and so now we're at the end to say, you know, well, this is what, you know, what your parent said we was going to happen. Well, contracts for real estate, you have to be in writing to be binding, right? And so, you know, while there is a moral argument here that um, this is what the agreement was and we need to honor this agreement because we should be moral human beings to honor the, the promises and, of our you know, forefathers and whatnot, you know, we know that doesn't always happen. And nor is our people, you know, moved by the fact that over the course of time that, you know, Aunt Martha paid off the mortgage and, 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 and did all these things that incurred a, a cost on her own part that no one else had to bear. So, and especially it's, you know, like right now, real property, you know, real estate's just kind of going up and up and up in value. So maybe nobody cared when they thought the house was worth, 
you know, hundred thousand dollars or hundred fifty thousand. You know, it was it wasn't any big deal, and all of a sudden now they're thinking, wait a minute, now it's a big deal. Now it's a big deal, and so um, you know, and so by not taking care of things up front the right way, you know, even if it costs a little money, and many times probate is not the involved process that you think it's going to be. If you get a good lawyer who knows what it is they're doing and can focus in on what has to be done, you can be in and out and get it done pretty quickly. And quickly, of course, you were thinking three to six months. So nothing happens overnight. No, sure. But, but it doesn't have to take years and it doesn't have to cost you tens of thousands of dollars. And better to do that ahead of time and avoid those issues that could creep up years down the road that you don't yeah. even see coming. Absolutely right. So one more time before we let you go, Ms. Sherry, give us that phone number. 738-5599. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you for sharing today, for relating even in the middle of of your own personal grief. We do appreciate it. We will be back again next Monday, same place, same time. We've got to make way now for CBS News. It's coming up at the top of the hour. And then we'll get you right back to more of the very best music to get you through this Monday. Do make it a great today.